Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. I'm Tom Muller. This is Colorado Issues, and lupus nephritis is a potentially life-threatening inflammation of the kidneys. Dr. Amber Podal is a physician doing research on the disease at Colorado Kidney Care. Dr. Podal, thank you for coming and being with us. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. You're doing specifically a research study on what's called nobility, uh, enrolling patients who have lupus nephritis? Yes, that's correct. Now tell us about that. Uh, I'm sure people who have that form of lupus know it, so they may be having their ears uh, perk up right now. Absolutely. So lupus nephritis um, is inflammation of your kidneys. So we are trying to find new therapies to target that inflammation to help reduce the damage that's done from lupus and its effects on the kidneys. The Nobility trial is actually looking at a new therapy approach that um, could be available for patients um, that they receive an IV medication um, in addition to the standard therapies that they would normally receive for lupus nephritis. So patients actually are undergoing treatment under their general nephrologist at this point, and they will come to us. They will still continue that same therapy, but we would add an additional medication and compare that to a placebo in the clinical trial. And so this would be termed, I'm not a medical sure. expert, so would this be termed an experimental then uh, uh, experiment? <laughs> that, that is correct. Yes, it is research. Uh-huh. Um, however, we always maintain that the patient would get the, the best care and the best therapy that's available for them at this time. Then we actually add additional components to that therapy to um, see if there is something that in, in addition to the current therapy they're getting they would actually benefit from another medication. And that's right here in Denver, obviously. Yes, we do that here. Because you're with the Colorado Kidney Care Research. Correct. Uh, How do people find out more, Who specifically people who have that form of lupus, to find out more about the the research project? Absolutely. So they can um, go to clinicaltrials.gov where there is a lot of information about the trial, including time commitments and travel and the distance that you would need to go, and also what's involved with the medication and, or, um, and, and its side effects. You can find out a lot on clinicaltrial.gov and just type in nobility. You can find it that way. Or they also can contact us directly at any time at Colorado Kidney Care Research. And nobility uh, is the key word if you go to the, uh, that, that website. Correct. Uh, and uh, in terms of what you had said, uh, Colorado Kidney Care, that's coloradokidneycare.com. Right? Correct. Let's talk, and I want to come back uh, to give that information again late in the program if case, you know, somebody's driving and they hear, <laughs> oh, man. But the, what they need to remember is the word nobility, which is what the name of the project is. Correct. So I'll come back on that. But... Uh, uh, so if, if this is something that you, a condition that you have, 
um, the uh, uh, lupus nephritis. Uh, we'll come back to it probably oh, 15, 20 minutes from now in case you missed that, and then you can again figure out how you can get in touch with them. But uh, for those who don't know much about lupus, what is it? Well, that's a really good question. So lupus um, is also called systemic lupus erythematosus. That's a long name for it, but most people call it lupus for short. And it affects actually a lot of people, and it doesn't always have to involve the kidneys, but it can. So lupus is actually an inflammatory condition that attacks your own body. It's an autoimmune process where your body develops antibodies and starts to attack your tissues. And so we have to find therapies that try and tell your body to stop making those inflammatory antibodies and to actually decrease your immune response to your own body. And so over time, that inflammation and those antibodies can do considerable damage. So lupus in of itself is a, is a global body disorder. It can affect every single organ in your body. That could be your brain, your heart, your lungs, um, your tissues of, and of course your joints and your, and your skin. Um, I am a nephrologist and a kidney specialist, so I look at how it actually affects your kidneys. The issues, um, that lupus can actually be pretty common. Um, it's actually affects 1.5 million Americans, um, in the United States. And the vast majority of them, over 90% of them are women. And of those, um, it also tends to affect minority groups as well. Those African-Americans, African-Caribbeans, and Asians are predominantly affected, and Hispanics. So we look at a lot of ways to look at new therapies to try and target that inflammatory response. So when it starts to affect your kidneys, you can actually get considerable damage. And that damage can actually happen fairly rapidly over a year or two that if it goes unrecognized, that you can have significant scarring and fibrosis of your kidneys, and that can lead you to having kidney failure and to needing dialysis or a kidney transplant. So part of our mission is to recognize it early and bring this awareness to lupus so that people know that if they have lupus that they should have their kidneys checked, as well as um, looking at ways that you can... um, find if you have lupus in your kidneys. So some of the things that we look at are to see if you have blood or protein in your urine, as well as um, some patients would actually undergo things like a kidney biopsy to look to see if they have damage in their kidneys. You had mentioned early, catch it early, uh, what are the symptoms? How do you know early that this is something you should look for? Absolutely. So lupus in of itself can have very vague symptoms. It can have some joint pain, muscle pain, can have um, changes in your hair, oral lesions. And sometimes that's the hard part is understanding that you need to go see a doctor when you start having these kind of symptoms. At that time, most of your doctors would check a urine sample to look for blood or protein in your urine and then would refer you on to a nephrologist or a kidney specialist um, if you have those kind of Mm -hmm. Um, actual findings in your urine. So when we look at how many people who have lupus are affected and who have their kidneys involved, of those patients that have lupus, about 60% will have involvement of their kidneys. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, are those symptoms common to all forms of lupus or just uh, forms that affect 
the form that affects kidneys? Well, lupus, I, we always call it the great masquerader because huh. it can come up about and have very mild symptoms, which could, which could be mild joint pain or rashes, and it can actually be very um, devastating, too. It can actually cause systemic problems where respiratory failure and seizures. So it, lupus ha- can ca- come about in many different forms, mm. and y- you can find that you um, your symptoms can be very vague. Sometimes mm. it could be just fatigue that can actually be your primary symptom. The great masquerader, I would say, because these are symptoms that sometime or another everybody seems to have. Right. That's so true (laughs) on any given day. So, uh, especially if you do morning radio. That's right. So, uh, how how does one... Look at these, you know, I guess if you are a hypochondriac, you're in deep trouble, aren't you? (laughs) How does one kind of parse imagining things or being oversensitive to something? This is probably a vague question, too, Mm -hmm. because I'm sure it's hard to answer. But how does one have these, uh, these subtle symptoms, and at what point... Uh, should he or she become, you know, concerned to look into it? Well, Tom, I, I know we all have our joints, aches and pains every day. And, <laughs> the older you um, get. And, but if you, I think you feel that you're consistently something's changed in your health, that mm-hmm. you don't feel the same that you did. Um, and especially if you're having persistent joint pains or something that's changed significantly. Uh-huh. I think it's always worthwhile to mention that to your primary care doctor, and talk to them about your symptoms at your at your health visits, at even your routine health visits. And you know, primary care physicians are very sensitive to screening for lupus um, and looking for things that could be going on, mm-hmm. especially if you've had a significant change in your level of energy, or you're having significant worsening of um, your joint pain, or anything that you feel is unusual. Uh-huh. Um, but for the vast majority, this is actually picked up fairly what fairly easily by most physicians in their primary care setting. You said that it seems to be the people who are afflicted with lupus more are females than males, but also certain ethnic groups. Uh, would, would that be a genetic situation then handed down through that group? Exactly. We know that it does track in families and that especially folks that have had uh, aunts or their mother or their grandmother who was affected with lupus are at much higher risk for having developing lupus mm-hmm. um, and as as well as passing it on to their children. Um, women can be at very high risk during their pregnancies that their lupus can actually get worse, what we, we, we would term as a flare. So lupus can, will also have times when it will flare and get worse and then with oftentimes with treatments those symptoms will get better. What are the various kinds of treatments uh, now other than the kidney uh, treatment? Although, sure. uh, what kind of treatments are there? So as we had mentioned earlier, the um, condition is actually an inflammatory condition. Your body is inflamed and your joints are inflamed. So we have to find ways of actually reducing that inflammation and also telling your body to not mm, make antibodies to protect, to continue to attack itself. So part of what we are what the approach is is to attack is to suppress your immune system and slow down this inflammatory response. 
But in that, we have to also be very cautious because if we turn down your immune system, that would also put you at higher risk for infections. So for folks that are undergoing who have systemic lupus and have joint pains and arthritis, sometimes they're put on medications like prednisone or steroids. And this will help with the inflammation, the discomfort, and also help them feel better. The concern is that some of the long-term side effects of people who've had to be on steroids before, it can cause um, things like high blood sugars as well as um, weaken your bones and cause osteoporosis. And also, um, people just don't feel very good on steroids. You had mentioned Mm -hmm. flare-ups. I assume then there are times when you're in a pretty normal state uh, between flare-ups, let's say. You can be, yes. So, um, And I wish I had those answers that lupus, once you treat it and you feel better, that it goes away. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, it's one of those very insidious kind of conditions that can lay dormant in the background and come back. Um, and that's part of what we want to try and get to is a point where we can get lupus so quiet or we call it quiescent, to a point, to a state where it it won't come back and to find a way to suppress it long-term. And as you had said earlier, then, uh, virtually every organ of your body is at risk depending where the the lupus attacks, right? That's correct. And, uh, you know, it could be so variable between different people. Um, it can be mild a mild condition in some folks, and it can actually be very life-threatening in some others. And for those that actually have the involvement of their kidneys or for some of these more life-threatening conditions, they have to go on more powerful medications, things that will suppress their immune system even further. And that's some of the medication that we have been using for years. And some of those are actually um, medications that suppress your, your entire immune system. So part of the role of what we're looking for in the future is to find ways to actually suppress your immune system very specifically to the lupus. So several folks will have um, some of the current treatments that we have available suppress your entire immune system. They um, tell your body to pretty much co- uh, cool off all of your immune cells. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you're um, suppressing your entire immune system. So if we can actually look at new ways to actually very specifically target the cells that make the antibodies, they're called B cells, you can actually potentially not have to suppress the entire immune system, but a very selective portion of it that actually is the cause of the lupus and the inflammation. And so therefore, if you suppress a portion of your immune system, you're lessening the the risk of uh, you're you're allowing a major part or, or a larger part of your immune system to do its its job that's exactly correct we mm-hmm. preserve some of your immune system um, intact uh-huh. while suppressing the immune system that's gone dysfunctional uh-huh. and it's actually um, causing these autoantibodies and hence the the difference let's say in terms of your research as a kidney specialist dealing with kidneys versus uh, other aspects of the immune system correct and other and other organs right. of the body so as the lupus gets more and more um, severe in different individuals we have to escalate that amount of therapy 
So we always want to use the least that we have to Mm -hmm. um, and also try and protect them as much from infections as possible. Um, However, we do have to get that inflammation under control before it causes permanent scarring and inflammation and damage to those tissues over time. Um, So as we looked back over the last 20 years of treatment, you know, in the 1960s and 70s, mortality, if you were diagnosed with lupus, was extremely high. We had a few therapies available. And over the last 15, 20 years, we've been using solitary treatments, a, a single drug to try and get the lupus under control. However, at this point, for lupus nephritis specifically, we are ability to get the lupus completely out of your kidneys is still in the range of 50 to 60%, which for me as a kidney specialist, that's about half my patients will still have progressive damage, and that's just not acceptable for us. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking to do is actually not use a single line therapy, but to actually find the perfect regimen that would be perhaps two to three drugs that you can use at lower doses, which would help reduce your toxicity, but use those as a, a combination or a, a, almost a recipe, a certain regimen that would actually be less toxic to your body, but also be able to get the remission rates much higher that we have right now. So that's why many of us in, in, in nephrology um, do research to try and find better approaches of finding this perfect com- combination regimen. As we're talking then, it sounds like the the treatment is basically medication. It is. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a lot of, there are many other adjunctive therapies that you can do to help with your symptoms. Mm-hmm. You know, yoga really helps. Exercise is beneficial. Good nutrition. Um, however, un- the damage from the actual lupus itself uh, would go unchecked if you hadn't, if it wasn't treated. So it's not, you, you can't just uh, do a lifestyle change whatever that lifestyle takes place and uh you still if you got it you've you got to be treated uh with medication unfortunately that is true i wish we could actually do it with more of a homeopathic method but mm-hmm. um unfortunately we do need some medication to get that inflammation under control but just like everything uh these lifestyle things diet exercise various things like yoga or are important, uh, whether you have it or not, but they're, they're important to stay healthy and to mitigate as, as possible, as far as possible against lupus. Exactly. In terms of lupus nephritis, then, is that, uh, is that just limited, uh, to the kidneys? I, so that's a specific to kidney problems. Right. So the lupus, um, is actually in the kidneys. And people can have isolated just the actual lupus inside the kidneys, or the kidneys can be a component of their entire lupus condition. Mm. So it doesn't have to be, it doesn't, it's not necessarily isolated to the kidneys because they oftentimes will have symptoms elsewhere as well. Now, in terms of, of, of kidney health, there are certain things that you you do to promote kidney health. Drink a lot of water, what, eat? Uh, a lot of vegetables and things like that. Um, does that have any effect on lupus nephritis? 
Unfortunately, lupus nephritis can oftentimes come out of the blue, uh-huh. and it tends to affect very young people. So these are young, young individuals who are in their um, early 20s and 30s who are affected, and they will oftentimes um, – you know, be very healthy at that point. Uh-huh. And, you know, they don't have any other oftentimes chronic medical conditions like hypertension. But as we, I always recommend for folks t- to keep their and promote their kidney health, you know, a good diet, keeping them um, uh, exercise, maintaining their a healthy weight, as well as m- keeping a low sodium diet is always very important. And so, you know, again, uh, just like what we are talking about in terms of lifestyle in general, uh, you if you can you can have kid, uh, lupus nephritis attacking your kidneys, uh, but that should not preclude. Uh, you should also include just eating healthy and doing healthy things specific to the kidneys in addition to dealing with the disease. Absolutely, that is very important. Um, unfortunately, with lupus, you t- you may have some problems with swelling or um, with with your actually your tissues getting inflamed with water. So you would want to be very cautious about your salt intake and eat very well. Now we had talked earlier about just general symptoms of lupus, uh, what uh, uh, aches, aches and pains, and and joints and general tiredness and stuff like that. Is there, is there any particular, uh, other than what you see as a doctor who is a specialist uh, in kidneys, um, is there anything uh, that the nephritis sufferer knows specific to a kidney uh, problem? I mean, is there... Well, the kidneys are pretty um, silent organs. They uh-huh. don't have a lot of pain fibers to them, so you're not going to feel kidney pain or uh-huh. back pain, or you're not going to really have any burning when you urinate. It's going to be these generalized symptoms that are going to bring you to the attention of a physician. Now, I guess uh, if you have regular contact with a physician, you get uh, annual checkups and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, and especially when the doctor says well how you how you doing and see I, I give you an example I have a high threshold of pain I can be half dead and not know it <laughs> <laughs> you know and, I understand and, and I've always sort of blown off some of these questions you know uh, probably for fear of being over uh, over analyzing something but really it should be Probably pretty definite in describing. Well, how you been feeling lately? Are there are there any changes? Uh, and uh, and let the diagnosis proceed from there. Right. Whether it requires further uh, examination. Right. And for those who, folks who've had lupus, they can often tell that there was a distinct difference mm-hmm. from the normal everyday. Um, aches and pains that we all feel yeah. and then they suddenly started feeling a lot worse. That it, they can almost set their calendar to it and say on this date I started feeling dramatically worse. So I, I, I don't want to give everybody the, <laughs> the worry that they might have lupus because their knees crack in the morning like yeah. all of ours. Um, but um, just be cognizant of your body and you know your body. You know mm-hmm. what to listen for. You know when you hurt. You know when something's not right and you know your body just as well as everybody. 
So I guess that's good news and the bad news. Right. (laughs) uh, Well, let's go back to the nobility research study for those people who know that they have uh, lupus nephritis. Uh, Describe once again what this study wants to accomplish and how people can uh, can enroll in it or find out more about enrollment. Sure. So the nobility study is looking at a medication. It's an IV medication or intravenous medication that's given to um, research candidates where you receive either the medication or a placebo. And we, you're actually given the medication once a week to start, and then it goes to monthly. And you come to our research facility and you're given that medication there. Um, there is no cost for this medication to the patient, um, and it's never billed to their insurance. Um, and part of this is that your treating physician, be that a rheumatologist or a nephrologist, would continue their therapy. They oftentimes will start you on an oral medication. That's what's you, that is what is currently used predominantly for treatment of lupus nephritis. And then the study procedures would be in addition to the actual, which you're already getting from your doctor. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you would, um, we would go through all of the information and describe everything to you um, and and give you the pros and cons of being involved in a research study um, so that you can actually make the decision if this is the right fit for you. I'm talking with Dr. Amber Podal, who is a researcher and a physician with Colorado Kidney Care. Uh, and uh, tell us uh, how they get in touch with, uh, with your uh uh, Colorado Kidney Care and find out more information. Sure. So there is quite a bit of information. All clinical trials in the United States are um, registered with um, clinicaltrials.gov. So if you want specific information about the trial and what's involved, you can go to clinicaltrials.gov and search for the trial name Nobility, or you can type in lupus nephritis. Either of those will get you to some of the clinical trials that are available in the United States. Um, in addition, you're welcome, and I know that you're going to post this on your website, mm-hmm. to contact us at um, ColoradoKidneyCare.com um, and under and search under research, and we're there. And they're um, welcome to call us at any time. Dr. Amber Podal, researcher, physician from Colorado Kidney Care. I'm Tom Moeller, and this has been Colorado Issues.